Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. you to live with less less stuff less possessions less clutter and find more joy and more time to focus on what matters so what is minimalish it's a grace-filled way of doing the same thing sustainable realistic minimalism that actually makes sense for your life the minimalish podcast is here to help you make life lighter realistically i'm your host desiree and my passion is to help you create room for what matters to you by cutting the clutter and excess stuff in your home and your life it's not just about decluttering and having a tidy home but about how having less stuff will give you more time and more space to focus on creating the life you actually want to live we'll talk about topics of minimalism motherhood simple intentional living and everything in between here on the show each week let's walk towards simple together hi 
Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. I am so excited that you're here today. I am going to be sharing a guest interview with you with Courtney Carver, who I was honored to speak to. She's the creator of Project 333 and the author of Soulful Simplicity. And we're going to be talking today all about the concept of being less busy and saying no. And of course, we'll be talking about Project 333, which if you don't know what that is, it's about simplifying your wardrobe which is a game changer. So we're going to talk all about that today. I hope you know how grateful I am for you. And I have a word from a listener to share with you today before we get started. And just know that I do this each week to show my gratitude and to give your lovely voices some space on the show. Thank you so much for those of you who have left a rating and a review. I just wanted to share this review today from Brazil305. She says, love, love this podcast. She's down to earth and realistic about creating a life with purpose, with less, even with small children. Thank you for those beautiful words, Brazil305. I'm so thankful that you are getting this from this show. It's exactly what I'm trying to put out there. So thank you again. And if you haven't left a rating or review and you want to, just scroll down, hit those five stars, and leave a quick rating on what you're loving about the show. I'm super grateful when you do that because it helps other moms get eyes on the show. And before we really get into this episode, I just wanted to share with you some wins that we're experiencing in the Make Room Master Course right now. If you haven't heard, I have a master course that... I've just created, this is the first round we're going through it, and we are working on building realistic minimalism practices into our entire life. So not just decluttering, although we are definitely doing that, we are starting to get to that point in the course where we're digging deeper into simplifying our schedules and simplifying our mindsets. And I just wanted to kind of take a minute to shout out to the lovely women in this group taking this course that are having so many wins right now. I mean, one of the moms even recently had an experience where she worked with her daughter and talked with her to find a solution on Lego storage, which is amazing because, you know, no one wants to be walking around seeing these giant Lego creations all over their house or stepping on little Lego pieces. And I just had to kind of give some space on this show for these lovely women who are just making amazing strides and and having huge success in this course. They're working so hard and they're just incredible. So I just really wanted to share that with you because it brings me so much joy. All right, let's get to today's episode, today's interview with Courtney Carver. So if you don't know who Courtney is, she's helped hundreds of individuals create more simplicity in their lives through her tiny wardrobe tours and her book, Soulful Simplicity. She's the creator of Project 333, as I said before, and she's going to talk a lot more about that in this interview today. Courtney demonstrates how the power of simplicity improves our health, builds more meaningful relationships, and relieves stress in our professional and our personal lives, and she invites us to close the gap between inspiration and actual action. She's definitely going to inspire you to action today. I love her straightforward and simple approach to actually making things happen. And I know you're going to love it too. So let's get to this episode. Hi, Courtney. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Can you start out by just telling our listeners, if they don't know who you are already, just who you are and what you're about and what you do? Sure. Well, I have a blog called bemorewithless.com and a book called Soulful Simplicity. 
And both are based on my journey back to health through simplicity. Uh, that's kind of it in a nutshell. But additionally, I am married and I have a wonderful daughter and live in Salt Lake City and love to hike and ski and travel and all of that fun stuff. So I would love to know what led you to embracing a life of less. So a little bit of your story. What did the process of journeying to a more minimal life look like for you? Yeah, it started back in 2006 when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And it was really, well, a building up for years. But the months leading up to the diagnosis, I was under a lot of pressure at work. Uh, I was doing some volunteer activities. My life was super stressful. I was in a lot of debt and I wasn't feeling well. And I had a lot of fatigue and vertigo and just... I just didn't know what was wrong with me. My face was tingling. My hands were numb. And by the time uh, I had finished with every specialist you could possibly think of and neurological exams and all different types of tests, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Wow. And that was my, like my enough is enough moment. My, I just realized that all of those things led up to this point, all of that busyness, all of that stress. And I'm not saying that that caused the disease or not. You know, there's really no way of telling that. But I know it contributed to exacerbations and really brought it alive in my body, if that makes sense. Yeah. So how, like, what does that look like for you now? Does that disease still, like, affect you greatly? Or how has minimalism really made the difference for you? Well, it's been a combination of things. So once I was diagnosed and kind of got over that initial shock and fear, I started researching how to live well with MS. I wanted to see if other people were living well with MS and how they were. And it's come so far in terms of recommendations. Like even in 2006, there wasn't a lot to go on in terms of diet or lifestyle changes, but today there really is, thank goodness. Uh, so my main goal was eliminating stress, as much stress as possible. It wasn't to simplify my life. I really didn't have the words for that. I didn't know what that would look like. So it was just, how am I going to eliminate stress? But what I found is that in all of those changes to eliminate stress, simplicity was the kind of the, the thing that tied everything together or the thing that was similar amongst all of my changes. And so today, you know, we're now 2019. So trying to do the math quickly, it's like 13 <laughs> years later. Yeah. And with a combination of, you know, great, a great medical team, wonderful family support, lots of simplicity and lifestyle changes and diet changes. Um, I live mostly symptom free. So I mean, other than when I'm talking about it, I barely know I have MS anymore. That's amazing. I guess you tell this story a little bit, um, you know, you go over it in your book, Soulful Simplicity. So could you tell us a little bit about that book, like why you wrote it um, and, and what it's all about? Yeah, well, it's really about some of the things we were talking about and more, you know, just how I got to the place of, I don't know if I can call it complete burnout or what it was, but it was, a, I guess, a breakdown, uh, how I got to that place and what even if you don't have MS or another health issue, what some of the common things you might be experiencing in terms of overwhelm or um, debt or 
crazy clutter or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is in your life that's removing you from your life, not allowing you to be in your life, to notice your life, to appreciate your life and enjoy it, um, what that might be and what you can do to get out of that place. And I wrote it because while sure I could have probably dissected all of that online, I think we read books differently than we read blogs and articles on our computer or our phone. I think we're a little distracted. You know, we're always waiting for the next thing. We can't really relax into an online article, it seems. There's always something to click or something to do next. The email's lurking right around the corner. So a book is different. Uh, you, We read books differently. And my hope was that this story would be better told in a book format. Yeah, I, I love it. I love your book. Um, it's definitely like one that I recommend to everyone I talk to, especially when we're talking about minimalism or simplifying. Um, so thank you for, for the work you've done with that. Well, thank you. I, I'm grateful that people want to read and learn and grow with me. Yeah. So I would love to know, um, let's, I really want to talk to you about this idea of being less busy and saying no, because I, I feel like, you know, everything that you put out there that, that talks about that, it's just, um, it really hits me. And, and I just love that. And I want, I want our listeners to hear from you on that, how simplifying our, our schedules and saying no and being less busy, how this can be like really a game changer. Because I think more than anything, this has been it for me. And, and I love how you talk about it. So why is it important? Why do you think it's important to be less busy and, and to create time for things that are important to you? Like we would, I think we would all say, you know, in a conversation that, yeah, like I wish I had more time for the things that are, that I care about or for the things that are important to me. So, so why is it important that we actually walk towards this and, and how do we walk towards this? Yeah, I think with all of the distractions and busyness and overwhelm that is in all of our lives, we start running on autopilot and just becoming the manager of all the things instead of living through all the things and enjoying it and appreciating it and most importantly, noticing it. We aren't noticing our lives. We're completely removing ourselves in the name of more, in the name of doing more, owning more, proving more, um, you know, always going after the next thing, even when they're in the when we're in the middle of doing something else. It's you know, what do we have to do next? What's next on our to do list? What's happening tomorrow? What should I get done by the end of the year? There, there's never a shortage of more. And there never will be. I mean, that's going to all keep coming, but it's up to us to start creating boundaries, um, rules, creating, you know, just some awareness of how we're moving through the world. Because if we're moving through it at an unsustainable pace, a breakdown is going to happen um, in one way or another. But even if it doesn't, and maybe that would be the worst thing if it didn't happen at all, because we'd miss our whole life. So, in that regard, I'm a huge fan of the wake-up call or the breakdown or something that shakes us up and makes us notice. But also, because there are people talking about this now, hopefully people can divert the breakdown or the wake-up call 
by just realizing it, by hearing it and saying, oh yeah, that's for me too. Like for instance, if people are listening to this podcast and at the same time they are trying to get through their inbox or play with their kids or do other things that require their full attention, maybe they're noticing right now that they're missing something. Like maybe they missed the last few words of what I said, or they missed something in an email that they were sending, whatever it is, you know, we can't give our attention to everything. Everything cannot be important because when it is, nothing is. Nothing gets our full attention anymore. Um, So just that noticing is really what is going to bring us all back or what has the potential to bring us back. Yeah, absolutely. I know I, you know, I love listening to podcasts and of course I have one. So I'm like, I'm an advocate of podcasts, but it is interesting that I've realized that lately that I was just honestly just busying up my brain a little bit too much and it was too much information. And I have really grown to love when I, you know, I say, I talk a lot about like blank space in my schedule. It's like blank space, just like actual quiet and, and what can happen in that as well. Yeah. We need to build in a lot of that time. Uh, And it doesn't feel easy at first, especially if you're in the middle of being overwhelmed with too many things. Uh, But that's where it starts. I mean, that is really where it starts. And once you can start building in little pockets of this margin or this blank space, it's incredible just how much better it is for your health, for your relationships, for your heart and for your life. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So like you said, it's hard at first. (laughs) So how do we, I guess, get over the awkward phase of that? Um, Especially when it involves, I guess, maybe not just like the literal doing two things at once, like we were just talking about, but what about when it, when it involves like saying no to someone who's asking us maybe to do something for them, that's just maybe not in our strong suit or in our lane or, you know, saying no to something that we typically volunteer for or saying no to a friend for some reason. Like how do we get past that awkward phase when maybe in the past we've busied up our schedules so much with things and now, you know, we're trying to say no, but it it feels hard or it feels mean or it feels awkward. How do you get over that? Well, I think instead of getting over or getting past the awkward phase, we have to get past getting past it. And what I mean by that is, so what if it's awkward? So what if it's uncomfortable? Um, So what if we don't know what we're doing? Let's be willing to go through it and not try to get over it because it's all that trying to bypass it that is not allowing us to do it. So we're trying to bypass disappointment. We're trying to bypass um, the pain of of saying no, perhaps, whatever it is, all of those things are survivable. So let's get over getting over it and just go through it. It, it, That's really the simplest approach in, in my opinion. And the more you do it, honestly, the easier it gets, the more comfortable it gets, but that's not even the point. The point is, if you will just go through it, you can have what you want. Right. That's so good. I love that. And it's true that, I mean, even when we talk about things like decluttering, like I, uh, so many of the questions that I often get and you can probably relate are just like, I don't know how to start. I don't know how to, you know, move forward with this or I'm, I'm too overwhelmed with even the thought of it. But, but that's so true that once we actually are in it, like in that awkward phase or in the 
thing that felt hard, it's, it's survivable and, and it's, it's good. Like emotions that we don't necessarily want to experience just because we don't want to experience them doesn't make them bad. Yeah. And I think all of those, those comments or questions about where to start, or I don't know where to start could really be replaced with, I don't want to start, which is fine. I, I understand that any making any new change can be uncomfortable and you might not want to do it and that's okay. But with something like decluttering, it doesn't matter where you start and you know, you can start somewhere. Like, you know, you can put stuff in a box and walk the box out of your house and give it away. That's it. Uh, Even though there are some very extensive how to books (laughs) on decluttering with great formulas and recommendations and they can be really fun the fact is you do know where to start you just don't want to and I think we can even say that and then still get started like I don't want to start but I'm going to because I want to have some space so I write about this in the book that you have to do things you don't want to do so that you can do the things you want to do and sounds simple enough but we forget that yeah absolutely I, on this podcast, a lot of listeners are moms, not all of them, but a lot of listeners are moms. And um, I know like throughout your entire journey with this, you've been a mom, right? You didn't. I have. (laughs) So, so I would love to hear um, kind of your thoughts on creating time and and the importance uh, for moms to create times in their day for themselves. Because I think you know, I, I have recently gotten some pushback when I talk about, you know, create time in your day and, you know, just the idea that it's not that easy and it's just too hard to do. It seems impossible. So, so what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, I should say my daughter is grown and out of the house. She's 24. Uh, but this all started when she was, I guess, probably 11 or 12 uh, in terms of us starting to simplify our lives. And I can tell you there were a lot of times that I thought I was there for my child when I wasn't there for my child. And it wasn't until I started taking time for myself that I really started making time for her and understanding the difference between being there and being there. So Yes, you take care of your child and pick them up from school or send them with lunches or take care of their needs, but are you connecting? I think that's the question that moms who don't have time for themselves are asking because I would think it would be almost impossible to connect with your kids if you can't connect with yourself. And you cannot connect with yourself without a little bit of space and time for yourself. That doesn't mean, again, it's easy to do. And in some ways, it might feel counterproductive. Like if I take time for myself, I'm taking time away from my child. But maybe if you took some time for yourself, the time you gave to your child would be more meaningful. Yeah, that's so good. And that's, I think... I, I know that I've experienced that with a very young child who who demands, you know, my full care. Um, I've I've realized personally that if I wake up earlier and and I can, you know, spend time on the things that you know and really connect connect with myself, like you said, and really take care of who I am, and then also ask for help. Um, you know, if I need to to do that, 
I, my time with her really is just so much more, you know, connected. And so I, I love that. I love that idea um, that we can't connect with our children as well if, we, if we're not giving that time to ourselves as well. It doesn't mean it happens every day or even every week, or there might be moments that you're going through where things are particular, particularly challenging and you can't do that. So when you can do it, that's obviously the time to do it so you can establish a little bit of resilience for those times when it's simply not possible. Yeah, that's so good. All right, friend, if you're into this whole simplifying your life thing, which if you're listening, I think that you probably are, you're not going to want to miss this. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the idea of meal planning and meal prep? Because I know I do. And today's sponsor, Prep Dish, is really going to be your answer. PrepDish is a meal planning service. They'll send you an email with a meal plan, grocery list, and prep ahead instructions every single week so that all of your meals are ready for the week. You can choose from gluten-free, paleo, and keto options, which makes eating healthier so much easier. There's no guesswork when it comes to actual meal time each day because you will have prepped ahead using the instructions they send you each week. And for a mom, I feel like this is basically a lifesaver. This is such a time saver for all moms especially those of us that might be in a little bit of a busy season. I've been loving Prep Dish specifically because it is giving me more time for the things that I actually care about doing and less time stressing over meals. The best part, Allison, the founder, is going to offer listeners of Minimalish a two-week free trial that's literally two weeks of meals planned out for you, grocery list and prep included, for free. Head to prepdish.com minimalish to try it out. That's PrepDish.com slash Minimalish to try it out. I'm seriously so excited for you that you get to try PrepDish out for free. All right, let's get back to my interview with Courtney. So how, I guess my next question is if you could kind of like, you know, it might not work for everyone the same way, obviously, but if you could give some kind of, not necessarily like step-by-step, but like maybe just even the first step into how we begin like reclaiming our time when we feel like we have no time or reclaiming our lives when we feel like we've busied it up with so, so much just because we've said yes to everything. Um, I guess what's the first step in the direction to having and creating space for truly living? Yeah, I think the first thing is to really notice pay attention to how you're actually spending your time and to how what you're busy doing versus believing all the stories that you tell yourself about how busy you are and how much time you do or don't have. Uh, even consider tracking the time for a week or two so you can see exactly where it's going. Uh, because if we're really overwhelmed and very, you know, trying to do too much at once, our, ta- our, our energy, I guess, is really diluted in how we're we're approaching all of these things. So it may be actually taking you longer than it should only because you're trying to do too much. So you might be able to see little places in there that you can, um, if you were to refocus that you might be more effective and therefore save time. So first thing is to notice. And the next thing is don't worry how long it's going to take. So if you think I'm, I'm never going to have the kind of time I want for at least five years, that is really discouraging and you might not want to get started, but by just starting with some tiny steps and making some very subtle shifts, you'll start to see some time opening up. And I think just that first simple step of noticing helps tremendously. 
because you may be able straight away to see like, okay, this thing that I do on a daily basis, I don't need to do that anymore. Uh, or this thing that I think is relieving stress is actually causing stress. Um, for me, a great example of that would be, would have been shopping. Like I spent so much time um, shopping, even if I was with my daughter, but I didn't need to do that. I thought it relieved stress, but when I was really paying attention, I saw that it was stressful. Absolutely. I, I can, thinking of, even thinking of shopping <laughs> stresses me out now. <laughs> I felt like a little bit of stress right there thinking about it because I, I can relate to that. I used to shop all the time, even from the time I was a teenager. I can remember like spending all of the money I would earn in my little jobs shopping and I always thought like, oh, this is something I love. But now looking back, I realized like what stress I was kind of adding to my life by just adding more clothing to my life. That's so good. I do want to quickly touch on Project 333 because I know that's a big thing that, that you're known for. So can you tell us a little bit about that and just like briefly touch on how, like why why that was, why it was life-changing for you to really minimize, minimize your wardrobe. Sure. So Project 333 is a minimalist fashion challenge that I created back in 2010, shortly after I started blogging, to get a handle on my closet, to figure out what enough meant to me, to determine what I really wanted and needed in my closet. And I mean, quite frankly, just to have a little peace in the morning. I, I was so bothered at that point by all the energy that I put into what am I going to wear today? Do I have the right thing? Does this go with that? What are people going to think of this? All the questions that go into getting dressed for a lot of us. Uh, and in addition, all the shopping I was doing to maintain that, that closet, I guess, or my wardrobe, uh, which I didn't need to be doing. So for three months, I promised myself in the internet that I would only dress with 33 items or less for three months, including clothing, jewelry, accessories, and shoes. And people really liked the idea. Uh, as it turns out, it wasn't really what I expected. I kind of thought more people would think it was crazy, and some people did think that. Um, but a lot of people tried it on their own and really discovered benefits that I couldn't have imagined. I mean, I discovered benefits I couldn't have imagined from doing that just for three months. And as a result, have continued to do it for, I mean, now it's been nine years that I've been practicing Project 333. And not with 33 different items every three months. I think that would kind of defeat the purpose. Most of the clothes that I have rotate throughout the year. Uh, so yeah, it's been really enlightening. It, it definitely changed my closet and my clothes and also um, changed me in many ways because I realized that I didn't need that much to be happy. Uh, I also realized that nobody really cares what I'm wearing, which was a, a big awakening for me because there I was thinking, you know, people were judging me by what I was wearing or making assumptions or that I had to prove who I was by what I wore. And when I did this challenge for the first time, I was working full time and no one noticed that it was even happening. So that right there was such a, a great lesson, not only knowing that no one cares what I'm wearing, but they probably don't care about a, a lot of other things that I used to worry about people worrying about. And so it gave me a lot of freedom to care a little bit less about 
what I might think other people are thinking. Yeah. And I feel like it just gives you so much freedom when, when we do simplify our wardrobes, it gives us freedom to just like make, make less choices in general. Um, especially for those of us, like you said, that, that have had that problem of having such a hard time choosing what to wear in the morning. I know it really minimizing my wardrobe has been like it was one of the first things that I decluttered and, and it was life changing for me in the beginning. And then till now it's like, I have, I find less and less is even better. Of course. There's I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's like a certain amount you have to have. <laughs> Correct. We have to get, we have to wear clothes. Right. That's a given. Uh, but it's, it's amazing how much less you care about it after a while. And when you see that it, when you're devoting your time and energy and money and resources to things that really matter to you, how like the, the simpler I can make the closet, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so I have two questions that I ask every guest. Um, the first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now? Right now, I am working on simplifying plans for my book tour and launch for 2020. So I have a new book coming out about Project 333. And there are so many fun opportunities to consider. And I want to do all of them. Like that's my first thing is, oh my gosh, I have to do all of these things. And then as I start digging in, I realize that <laughs> there's no way I can do all of those things and be healthy and enjoy this time. So I'm just in the process of simplifying and figuring out which options make the most sense and how to make this uh, an enjoyable um, book launch and not a stressful work thing because I didn't go into business for myself to create more stress. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's exciting that you're releasing a new book next year. So it's about Project 333. Yes. It's actually, that's the name of the book, Project 333, the minimalist fashion challenge that proves less is so much more. That's exciting. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Feels like the early stages, but really we're quite far along. The book is finished. I've finished my part in terms of writing. And so now I'm planning a, um, a tour. I'd like to be able to visit a bunch of cities next spring um, with the book and perhaps my tiny wardrobe. And yeah, it's, it's just, everything's kind of happening as it should. I think because it's my second book, there's a lot less stress in terms of what to expect or not stress really, but just that uncertainty of like, okay, what happens next? Uh, that I've got sorted out, which is great. And I'm just looking forward to getting the idea of the challenge into more people's um, lives because it's been so beneficial for people. Yeah, I, I love that. And that um, I would love, so does Project, Project 333, it's still like, it goes on now and how... Like, how do people get on board with that and involved with that right now if they wanted to? Yeah, so it, there's a calendar that I go by and a lot of people go by, which is January through March and then April through June, July through September and October through December. But people can really start anytime they want. Um, I recommend these dates just because they're, it's quarterly, it lasts for three months and you can kind of try it through all different varieties of weather, which is great. Uh, and to do it, all the information's on my website on bemorewithless.com. 
And there's lots of information on Instagram as well. Uh, I've got a few closet tours posted on my IGTV that you can watch. Uh, and we're also starting a new Project 333 Instagram channel, which will be just 100% Project 333. That's so cool. I love it. I admit, admittedly, have not tried Project 333 yet, but I have thought about it several times. And now hearing you talk about it more, I'm like, okay, I really need to just dive into this. And, you know, I, I have minimized my wardrobe quite a bit. So I don't think it would be terribly hard to get down to those numbers if I'm not there already. So now I'm excited well, the, to try it. <laughs> the funniest thing is the hardest part about the challenge that I hear from everyone is thinking about the challenge. So because we forget that it's only for three months, if that's how long you want to do it for. Uh, and we make all these big assumptions that oh, I, could, I couldn't get to that number or I have all these weather issues or weight issues or whatever comes up for you. But it's only three months. And that goes by so fast. And I can almost assure you that at the end of the three months, you won't want to go back. Yeah. Okay. So my last question um, that I ask every guest is, what is something that you can't stop talking about right now or something that you're loving? Okay. So this is not completely, does not completely have to do with simplicity, but has really simplified my life. And I can't, I really can't shut up about it. I... I uh, was taught how to do transcendental meditation in March. Oh, wow. And I am just very, very excited about it. I've been doing it for a little over 100 days, and I'm meditating 20 minutes a day, twice a day, which I know sounds like a lot. Yeah. And I have meditated for more than a decade off and on with different techniques and this one is different than anything I've ever done. It's so easy. It's so relaxing. It feels so good when it's happening, even though that's not really the point of it. But I really think it's been, it's, it's something that will always be in my life um, moving forward. Like I can't imagine not doing it. Okay. So, I mean, I'm sure it's maybe more, more to explain that, can fit in in an answer yeah, to questions. It's probably a whole it's probably a whole <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But what is it, I guess like in a nutshell, what would be the difference from like, I don't know, what what someone would typically think of meditation? Yeah, well like if you think about doing meditation with headspace or um, doing a meditation in a yoga class or doing a mindfulness meditation. This is a uh, mantra-based meditation that has to be taught to you by someone who's trained to teach it. And it's a one-on-one -on -one teaching. And then, so for instance, I learned it on one, on one day, in one day. And then for the next three days, it was a group class each okay. day. Uh, and now I go back, I can go back and do other classes or not. It's something that I have everything I needed right after the very first day. Uh, but it's just something that I highly recommend people look into. It's pretty phenomenal. And it's one of the most researched forms of meditation in terms of um, health benefits. So mental health, physical health, it's very interesting, at least in taking a look. There is a bit of a misconception, I think. I was under it that it's very expensive to do. It can be but it is based on a sliding scale. So it, it's in line with whatever your 
income is. And so you can have that conversation with a local teacher. And I believe if you go on their website, can you see how crazy I am? I'm not affiliated with them in any way. I don't make any (laughs) money by talking about it. But if you go to their website, you can find somebody locally who does like a, a class, not a class, but a session to ask questions and preview things and decide if it's for you or not. Okay. That's so interesting. Well, thank you for talking about that. Because yeah, I've, thanks for asking. Yeah, I've honestly never heard of it. Well, where can our listeners find you online and you know learn more about all the things that you do? I am most places online um, at Be More With Less. The, the social platform that I engage most in is Instagram. And then my website, bemorewithless.com, has anything that you would like to know. Awesome. Thank you so much. I recommend to all our listeners follow you on Instagram for sure. I love the live videos that you do and you do them a lot with your, your daughter helps you with a lot of things on there. Doesn't she? She does. So she, um, she works in social media and well, I'm probably one of her smaller clients. She and I work together on the live calls and she helps with some other things around Pinterest and Instagram for me. Thank goodness, because I couldn't do it without her. Yeah, that's awesome. I I just always kind of love seeing that little like collaboration between you and your daughter and how you kind of spend time together in that way. Yeah, we love spending time together. Probably me more, but I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much again for being on the show and, and talking about kind of just getting intentional with, with reclaiming our time and our lives in general. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. I personally... I'm taking away this idea that when we say about anything, but when, you know, her example was about decluttering, but it could be about anything. When we say, I don't know where to start sometimes, and maybe most of the time, it means I don't want to start. I know I can look at my life and see many places where that might be true. So what are you saying that you don't know how to start with today? Is it decluttering? Maybe you are hesitating when it comes to decluttering your home because you are thinking you just don't know where to start. But like Courtney said, you do. You know how to do this. You know the simple process that it would take to put things in a box and get them out of your house. So start today with a drawer or with some random box in your basement or you know the cupboard underneath your sink in the bathroom and just start going through it. Stop making that excuse that you don't know where to start because it's overwhelming and just move forward. Realize that maybe you don't want to start and move past that because that's a real feeling, but you can get past it. You're totally capable. You are fully capable of doing that, friend. If you want help in this, I have a resource for you. It is my simple step-by-step process to just getting started with realistic minimalism that actually works for your everyday life. It's a short guide. It's easily digestible, easy to look through, and easy to take action on. You can get it for free on my website at desireeendries.com slash make room. That's desireeendries.com slash make room. Like I said, it's just a short and simple guide to getting started with decluttering and realistic minimalism, not just decluttering your home, but actually going deeper as well into decluttering your schedule, like being less busy, like we talked about in this episode, 
and your mindset as well. I think that that free resource is going to be super valuable to you. So check that out if you're interested. All right, friend, that's all I have for you. Next week, we're going to be digging into the concept of routines. And my guest next week, Abby Barstow, she's going to be taking you through a step-by-step process to actually create routines for your everyday life for the things that you need routines around. So you really don't want to miss that. Super practical, super helpful. So I really hope you'll meet me back here for that next week. Until then, you can find me on Instagram at minimalish podcast. I'm always there encouraging you to walk towards simple. So that's a great place where we can connect and walk towards simple together. All right, friend, I hope you have a great week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.